0: Bobo Pop! What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the geek nation? You're listening to oh for real, for for reals. for reals. We're still working on the <laughs> we're still working on the name, uh, but basically, we we uh, get to go see a movie ahead of time. We get the press pass. Oh,
1: I just turned it on myself.
0: Okay, your microphone made me. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was nervous that my mic wasn't on. No, it's totally um, mine. We are profesh. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, basically, we went and saw Dark Phoenix. And uh, we don't have a name for these movie reviews, but I was thinking thinking for real, but like R-E-E-L. Do you get it? It's like a pun, but like a... But a bad a, one. But a typed out pun. Yeah. So because, it doesn't make sense you, when you say it out loud. We, we
1: do it for the movie. Yeah. It, which is on a real, but yeah. not anymore because it's all Cause digital. Because it's all digital. But it's it's really for real.
0: Yeah. Fuck. All right. No, so
1: we're keeping this now. You just swerve right into it. For real. For real.
0: For real. So uh, welcome to this episode of... For real. For real? <laughs> oh, for real. Oh, we're just going to do that for the rest of the... <laughs> Thanks for joining us. The show is over. Um, no, we went and saw X-Men Dark Phoenix. By the way, my name is Johnny Destructo. Hi, I'm just Noel. Listen, listen, listen. Hey. I, I, listen. listen. Hear me out. Hey. If you... I want you to know, hey. whoever's listening to this oh. episode, I want you specifically to know that if you're in a theater and you think to yourself... I wonder if people around me in the theater want to hear what I have to say during the movie. I promise, I 100% promise you they don't. Um if you think of something funny to say, don't. If if you're seeing something that's happening on screen uh and and you decide you want to say it out loud, just don't.
1: I I'd like to add a clarification. Please. Um if if you see something that shocks you or amuses you, and you, you have a burst, and it's got words contained in it, like oh, it's not inherently bad. Oh dang! But if you ever form a sentence inside of a dark movie theater, surrounded by other people, in a in a voice audible enough for you to even hear yourself, yeah. you're fucking wrong. Yeah, and you should hold it. And nobody, to nobody yourself. wants. It. No I one cares. Promise
0: you, I promise you, no one goes into the theater thinking oh man, I hope that the person behind me or in front of me or next to me has something funny to say during this film that I've paid
1: money to see. What was even more annoying about this situation is we were lucky enough to be invited to a press screening, which um, is only members of the media and press to see the movie early, to have time to edit or put together a review for public consumption. Yeah. So all of these people there are, in theory... Respectful moviegoers,
0: y'all are supposed to be professionals. Yeah, and there's uh, there was two people. There was a dude right to your left, mm-hmm. and then there was a guy to my right.
1: Not not together. Just no, For some reason, separate... decided to sit behind us,
0: and they just thought, "I'm gonna say words out loud," and I I just don't understand it.
1: It was, it, but it was it was also like on top of being annoying. It was also it was also really sad because uh-huh. they were said to be funny and to get a reaction, yet no one was really reacting to them other than. Like other than up.
0: other than silently hating them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Seething. <laughs>
0: like,
1: have you ever Have you ever felt, heard, and felt a joke land like a lead balloon? Mm-hmm. That was that that emotion was like layered on top of this.
0: Yeah. He kept doing it. He did it a couple times. God damn it! Anyway, so uh, I'm 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 the reason I'm starting it off this way is because I'm a little frustrated that. An otherwise pleasant experience is marred by mm-hmm. inconsiderate people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I wanted to come out of this theater and have a, a pleasant review, and I'm, I feel just... I'm fucking grumpy is what no I am. One, no one wants to hear what you think, man. <sighs> but, all right, so X-Men Dark Phoenix, written and directed by Simon Kinberg. Now, Noel, you were telling me, I've, yeah. re- I've never heard this man's name before in my life. You say he's previously involved with all the other X-films.
1: Yeah, he wrote a bunch of the other X-films. He's actually... He, he, like, kind of uh, backfilled the position of... Not unlike uh, Kevin Feige, where he's worked on almost all of the Marvel-related Fox properties yeah. in some capacity, uh, writing some of them, producing almost most of them, and just like kind of stewarding stewarding the the franchise. This is officially his first directorial debut,
0: though. Nice. Yeah. Oh, his first debut. Well, the the, the debut I'm of his being, first I'm being, director's. I'm being a, I'm being a jerk. Directors because he's debuting. Is debut once. anyway? So Dark Phoenix. So I, it's not even called X Men Dark Phoenix. No, it's, it's just, Dark just Phoenix. called Dark Phoenix, starring Sophie Turner, Jessica Chastain, Jennifer Lawrence, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, uh, Cody Smith McPhee. Why do I know that kid's name? He played uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Ty Sheridan. Olivia. Wait, Olivia Munn. No, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. Uh, oh, he was a little boy in the road. Oh, he so was in Let Me In. Spoilers, I guess. We're gonna Paranorman. That's Cody Smith McFee. Yeah, spoilers. We're going to spoil it.
1: Olivia Munn is not in the movie.
0: Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I wonder if Psylocke, I wonder if maybe she was like um so deleted. I, I mean, okay, so but, but you know what? Let's let's talk about this
1: before we talked about before we talk about how, like our impressions of the movie and blah blah blah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um this movie was delayed a lot, reshot a lot, had oh, a was lot it? of a lot of very poor and low expectations because it was kind of abandoned for a while oh really you know, like yeah they start they filmed this movie two years ago no kidding In 2017 oh. and then it it got shelved uh, or no it didn't get shelved it got pushed back and then pushed back again and reshoots huh. apparently the whole third act is retooled really so when that kind of stuff happens you just expect like oh we're a about mess. to sit through a mess yeah which is its own kind of fun mm-hmm um, I didn't know that. Yeah, like the not only was that this first director and a very large property and the future of X Men at Fox, whatever would be a Fox, is completely in question, and it's essentially a sequel. None of us really wanted to, yeah, yeah, because I didn't like the last two X Men movies.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't like the last X Men movie. I I enjoyed for uh, what I could. I enjoyed of um, Days of Future Past. I thought there was some good stuff in there. Yeah. But, um, the last one was, as we were saying on the way to this movie, Awful. it just, we didn't care. It was yeah. boring. There was nothing. It was, it was, I had no reaction. It was mildly
1: offensive and not in any kind of like explicit stereotypical kind of way. It was just like, what the fuck is this? You guys mm-hmm. are all professionals. You know how to tell a story. What's going on right now? What this are you doing? This is, doing? This is yeah. it's ugly. It's poorly put together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Like
0: what's happening right now? Um, so and then on top of that, this movie we've already seen it because X three was the telling of the Dark Phoenix saga, supposedly.
1: Fun fun fact: Simon Kinberg co wrote Last Stand. Oof! So yeah. my, he's, that
0: has that has been my least favorite of all the X films up until Apocalypse. Apocalypse. He's rebooting himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's hit the metaverse. So so, <laughs>
1: Ooh. read your comics. Yeah. So, um, with all that said, how did you like the movie?
0: I enjoyed it more than I thought I was. We, You had asked me, J.D., when we go into this movie, what are you expecting? I said, I'm expecting nothing at all. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it is at least better than Apocalypse. Yeah. And it was. It was much better than Apocalypse. I think this was actually... It, it's not great. It's not a great movie. I feel like, as far as X-Men are concerned, it's fine. Um, I also have to deal with the fact that or I have to like acknowledge the fact that I don't care about the x men movies anymore yeah so I'm already going in like all right, I guess i'll see another x men movie there's just they've been going on for so long, and there's been such diminishing returns and they've been so uneven yeah that I, I don 't know what to expect, and i don't really care
1: well it's hard to get a, it's hard to get excited,
0: yeah, so going into this with no expectations, coming out of it feeling like, oh, that was actually pretty solid. Uh, I had some problems with it um. I didn't really have any emotional response to the film. I didn't cry about anything. I didn't get really excited about anything. But I watched it and walked out not unhappy. Um, I wasn't tickled, but I was like, "That was it was good. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was a good, you know, especially in this day and age where we have so many comic book movies every year that... You really have to do something special in order to uh, make it sort of stand out, and I don't think this did that. Mm-hmm. But if you're an X Men fan, I would say, yeah, go see it.
1: Yeah, I would. Um, I I think I enjoyed it. Maybe like a uh, if if you were dialed at seven, mm-hmm. I think I'm at like eight, eight yeah. and a half. I think I enjoyed it just a touch more than you, and I very much um likened it to if if something like the Avengers is like the apex of what you could do with licensed property mm. for film this feels like a really bang up kind of cool netflix movie mm-hmm. or a netflix yeah. special like yeah it's it's not bad it's actually pretty good it's well done um it's lower in scale but still was compelling enough yeah. it was it was a quick kind of nice hit it kept moving yeah i think it's a disservice that this movie came out in the summer i think if it would have came out like in february it would have It Hmm. wouldn't have been overshadowed. Right. Because it's just, for all and purposes, it's a much smaller movie than I was expecting.
0: As we were going through the film, in the very beginning, when I started to see all the changes that had happened with the characters and the new position that they have within society, I was like, oh, all right, so we're doing Mm -hmm. a bunch of fun stuff here. This is pretty cool. Um, But then I just felt, and I think this has to do more with, we'll talk about it in a minute, the the villains of the piece Mm -hmm. I found to be just so boring, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they evoked nothing out of me, but um, everything else with, with the X-Men and the relationships between them and all the problems with Professor Xavier, all of those things I really enjoyed, but anytime those villains showed up, I was not checking out, but I didn't feel the stakes.
1: Yeah, no, that's completely fair, and and we talked about this a little bit too, like I, I don't disagree at all, but... I didn't expect anything out of them. So I guess it didn't really bother me more like this. Even this story, the original story, the stakes themselves were inside G or manifested Mm. with the team. And everything else was just kind of an outside factor. Yeah. What she would destroy or can destroy or might destroy. There was no real bad guy. It was all internal. So I, I almost wasn't expecting there to be a same a villain. Yeah. Same. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess I like I get it that they were nothing, but yeah. But I yeah, I don't know. I almost didn't care.
0: And since we're I mean, I'm gonna say it again, we're gonna spoil the end of this movie. Um, I don't I don't know if we should jump ahead to the end, but I do feel like the reason that they are even in this film is to give her something to turn on. Yeah. In order to focus all of that rage and, and anger and then realize, Oh, I do have to protect my family against this threat and that's what's going to eventually turn me to uh, have a change of heart and really, really gain control of myself.
1: Yeah. They were um, just, they were just the, the, they're there to flick the equation. The switch. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't really,
0: whereas I think I would have been more emotionally involved if we just didn't have those characters at all. And it really was just about the dynamics within the family, the team of of X-Men <clears throat> itself and the having to deal with the betrayal of Professor Xavier tooling around inside this little girl's head and putting up all these blocks. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, you know what, though? What I do also appreciate this. Uh, do you want to go through the movie?
0: Let's, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's actually just go ahead. through the plot. We're, we're jumping, we're jumping around. Um, so. so, as I said earlier, we we tune into the film and all of a sudden to my surprise the x men are no longer hated and feared they're beloved and yeah. they are pop culture icons they're a superhero team they've all got matching outfits which are really nice i really like them from the frank quietly grant morrison new x men a little less bondage but still <laughs> like black with like the cool yellow x on it yeah and there's literally, and I, the guy behind us did laugh at this, and I did kind of snicker. But they, they have an, the president has an X phone. Yeah. Uh, like they were calling the 1966 Batman.
1: It was. I thought it was funny.
0: But also, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Professor Xavier has a direct line to the President of the United States. And when they, you know, finish a mission and come home, there's people waiting for them at the airport to you know, hold up signs and stuff, kind of like the Beatles.
1: yeah in, in, a, in a perverse kind of way, but it still makes sense. Um, Xavier has positioned the school as this, like, force service rescue kind yeah. of squad, right? Mm-hmm. So they are beloved. And to him, it's a solution when really it's just kind of like a teetering balance of as yeah. soon as we aren't in good favor anymore, we're, we're out. We're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was still really cool to, instead of having to, to go, this is the seventh movie. Yeah. Seventh. Again, with the legislation or this or that, it's just like, let's just start at a different spot. Cure for mutants. Yeah. Let's start at a different spot. Yeah. beloved. I really respected. And that,
0: that to me, it was like, Oh, all right, here we go. We're doing Mm -hmm. something different. And I think that's really, When we talk about how I was going in, it's just, it's been so, everything's been the same for so long, right? They're just constantly doing the same thing. We're hated and feared, hated and feared. So the fact that we start off with that way was a strong, strong um, moving forward point. Mm -hmm. Um, Charles, he looks pretty good for being what? 50 60 I years think, old by this point
1: <laughs> uh he was like 20 and 60 he's 30 yeah he's like 55 60, yeah, supposed to
0: yeah he looks pretty good he looks uh, pretty damn good looks like he's in
1: his 30s and um uh beast nicholas holt yep. um also around 55 mm-hmm. looks amazing
0: yep um <laughs> but um
1: we don't worry about we don't worry about aging it's it, I love how these X-Men movies have kind of stuck with the comic book time scale or yeah, sliding yeah, time the scale Simpsons. of like yeah, yeah
0: nobody ages it's fine yeah. it's been 40 years since the yeah. yeah um but no no don't notice that <laughs> um
1: but so they, they they are asked to um save the Endeavor shuttle who loses power halfway th- mm-hmm. through launch so they're derelict in space yeah um and the X-Men go up and try and stop them there's a solar flare mm-hmm. in air quotes yeah that is uh, uh about to endanger and kill the whole crew. Yeah. So they get up there and they go do their business,
0: but it doesn't go as planned. And Jean Grey gets infused with the Phoenix Force. They think it's a solar flare and um there's actually a nice little moment there where she yeah, she pulls it. So um she's out on this shuttle trying to um save the people who are in there and she's left by herself and she's getting um bombarded by these uh these waves of, it's like an of energy force. It's, like it's, yeah. it's crazy and she can see the force going towards the other ship the the blackbird the blackbird with all the other x-men in it and it feels like she's actually drawing all of it to her yeah she like, reaches out to come it come take get, me yeah. come take me um and it actually seems to shift and go directly towards gene which i was like oh nice there's a bit of agency to that mm-hmm. and i like that a lot um and then she gets home she's like i feel great everything's amazing that's the end of the movie done
1: yeah. Uh written, directed, and catered by. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and catered by. <laughs> Feed to black. It's all yeah. one dude. All uh, one Simon Kinberg well. was very busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he fed everyone. You make a lot of crepes. Everyone. Um, so, yeah, so basically everything then goes badly and she starts lashing out uh unknowingly and and unable to control the power of the Phoenix. And then we see this other the they are called the Dabari. The Dabari race, yeah. Yeah. Who are aliens. The shapeshifters. Who um in the original phoenix saga was their whole galaxy was devoured by the phoenix force so in this movie they have said hey Noel, uh our entire galaxy was devoured by this phoenix force do you think maybe we should go seek it out
1: yeah, so <laughs> i mean absolutely we got so- two
0: options we could run or we could follow it around. So this This,
1: what? <laughs> this empire of warriors, or at least they're, they're portrayed as warriors. Yeah. Maybe it's just like the army. Who knows? Sure, yeah. They aren't on planet. Yeah. They see their planet get completely destroyed by this thing. And then they just start chasing it. So yeah. they've been for however long they've been chasing the Phoenix Force as it's f- like flying through space, taking yeah. out planets or not, trying to figure out a way to intercept it. Um, they see what happens and it, it literally crushes through everything until it gets the gene and they're like, well, all right, we're going to have to, uh, we're gonna have to plop right down here, see if we can get that power and repopulate the planet with Tabari.
0: It just doesn't make any sense. Not really. But I'm not an alien. Maybe it makes alien sense. you know, they're desperate. They just saw
1: their planet just be destroyed and and, and they're, and they're soldiers. So all they know is like, let's conquer it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know what's trying to say with it. Yeah. I think... Maybe there's a version of this movie where they
0: are the Shi'ar. I yeah. don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, because when I saw the Debari, I was like, ooh, I guess maybe the Shi'ar are going to get involved. No, no Shi'ar show up, which I didn't need them, but I was also a little surprised.
1: Maybe there's a, a version. So yeah. Because this movie is uh, the, the, the whole third act apparently was redone
0: mm-hmm.
1: post initial filming yeah so there's probably a hey you know what let's do it now hashtag release the kinberg cut
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then of course uh they track down gene they try to get the this woman this one they're all shapeshifters i should say Mm -hmm. and they have the one woman has taken over the body of jessica chastain and tracks down gene and tries to siphon the power out of gene and it's Gene actually welcomes welcomes it at first. Yeah. she's like, "Yeah, take my power. It's great. I'm yeah. murdering people. Let's yeah, it, let me stop me."
1: Yeah, yeah. Like some terrible shit happens in between, but mm. we don't really have to spoil any of it. Um, and she doesn't want it anymore because it's yeah. just it's too much. So she, yeah, take it. And then during the transfer, mm-hmm. is kind of realizes that you're going to use this power to kill everyone and repopulate the planet. Yeah, with like with your race and that's bad
0: <laughs> bad
1: <laughs> so um a scenario happens where mid-transfer they kind of uncouple Cy-
0: Cyclops shows up and blasts yeah. her away yeah. so
1: um now uh, the rest of the movie is just kind of like a a chase
0: scene it's ch- it's it's a, it's on a, a, a really train? it's a
1: really well done chase scene yeah uh, on a train of all of these aliens after a train filled with Soldiers and bonded up X Men Mm -hmm. trying to get to Gene first. It's kind of like a, it's very much like a, a, you know, um, capture the flag kind of scenario for the whole end of the movie, which, to be honest with you, the action itself didn't really kick in until the second half of the flick. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point, it was just like, well, choreographed and placed and I was I was into it yeah yeah yeah. I like the action of the film and they gave they gave all the characters something incredibly fun to do Mm -hmm. all of them even Storm got a really great thing to do Mm -hmm. it it was in a really I wasn't expecting it but everyone had a bit of a moment Mm -hmm. which was nice yeah yeah it wasn't just like a one person gets to do one thing and then they're off screen forever like Mm -hmm. the team actually kind of worked works as a team yeah it was really yeah they all get like, something to do not see yeah. that in every movie it's, yeah. it's nice
0: um and then basically at the end uh well i guess we won't spoil the end end End. there's no real reason yeah
1: but. there's a couple of deaths there's a couple of sacrifices it yeah. was it was they it seemed as though they structured this movie at least it at the towards the end of production as a nice little swan song mm-hmm. which is kind of cool it yeah. could end there and we're fine
0: yeah yeah uh it I don't, should end it there didn't, and we're fine. It yeah. I don't think that the end really felt like an end to the X-Men era. Um it j- really did just feel like, well, this is the end of this uh this adventure and um we're, we're gonna we're gonna rename the school. I'm gonna go back to my T V analogy.
1: It felt like like a series finale or it's felt like a season finale that could also be a series finale. Yeah. Everyone is kind of no one really the surviving people the surviving characters of this movie don't get like fade to black endings but they do get like you're gonna go here and it's gonna be fine yeah you're gonna do that and it's gonna be that's that's a really good analogy it's it's just it's it's fine like it could end here and it's okay
0: yeah we don't know if it's canceled the show so we're gonna end it so that we can move forward if we want to but if we're canceled you'll be fine
1: yeah yeah so i I like to i like to think of like you know the the future where these Mm. two these two dudes go and like live in a refuge or uh, Mm. live in a commune and and protect the world and like like just it's fine a headmaster beast beast
0: yeah it's now called the gene gray school which Which, they did in the comic
1: you know what i'm gonna go back to the i I don't i shouldn't curse i'm sorry the garbage human that was to my left yeah because i was gonna call him something else Uh as soon as they put the sign up the dream gray school for gifted youngsters he said something like oh. like bullshit <laughs> and started laughing. And I wanted to turn around and say, shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. That happens in the comics.
0: Yeah. Dying a fire.
1: Yeah. But I didn't.
0: Because you're a nice human being.
1: Yeah, but I'm doing it on the mic now, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah.
0: Maybe he's listening.
1: I hope so. You're an uh, idiot. You're stupid.
0: Um, So, yeah, we talked about the action. We talked about the Debari. Um, Dabari. Everybody had... There were some cool moments in the movie, right? Uh, I think my favorite badass moment was uh, Magneto. They're all fighting in, in New York city in front of the townhouse where they're trying to get the gene. They're all playing like capture the gene. Yeah. <laughs> and Magneto leans down to the ground and he's clearly doing something. And I had really had no idea what he was doing, but he was definitely doing some stuff, some magnet stuff. Um, <laughs> that clearly the insane clown posse would have no idea how that works. But uh, there were they miracles. Was doing, he was he was doing magnets. <laughs> he was doing magnets. <laughs> I get the reference. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he uh, eventually just pulls up, and it takes a while, oh, but yeah, he pulls up hard. an entire uh, ch- um, subway subway car.
1: Yeah, I was not expecting that through the ground. <laughs> I was not expecting yeah. that at all. See, okay, you know, this this is a bigger point that I want to make. Um, this is the directorial debut of Simon Kinberg. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, there's a lot of like you can tell that he's a very good screenwriter with just how he structured the movie mm-hmm. because everything escalates very well. Like, there's no jarring moments. There's no choices that are just like, why the hell would they yeah, do what was that? that? Yeah, and all of the action, the way that it's set up, it keeps escalating. So, like that skirmish you're talking about literally started with three people facing three other people and like don't go in there mm-hmm. and then it escalates and then escalates and then more people come in to the point where instead of it being just a quick scuffle in central park mm-hmm. he's picking up subway cars from underground and throwing them and other like it yeah. was it was um it was really well done i was i wasn't expect and it it just carries on to the train sequence too later on where they do some really really big so like when i think big stuff i think like it makes sense. It's really cool. It's creative. Yeah. Um, previously in this series of movies, big stuff was, hey, you see that big building? I'm going to pick it up and put it over there. And mm. why? Right. Why? Whereas this was all just like actual, like really fun structural things in the story and kind of kept it moving. I liked that a lot. I was, I was just impressed. Yeah. Because I'm, I tried to remember this in the car. Did you ever see the Tom Cruise mummy? No. It's awful. I know. But it was directed by Alex Kurtzman who is a big writer and that was his, and did a bunch of movies like big movies that you like the Transformers this and this and that and he got a chance to direct his first big movie whoops and it was The Mummy oh. so as soon as i heard that Simon Kingberg was going to be the one directing like the next big X-Men movie like hey it's your first movie we're going to give you 200 million i was like this is going to be like Kurtzman all over again yeah. but no it was great it was good i want to see what he does next essentially like i don't think all cool. of the
0: writing in this movie was great um uh, there's a couple of dialogue bits that felt very stiff and strange uh That's specifically fair. and also I guess maybe their her character is just that way but the Debari leader Jessica Chastain yeah. some of her bits just weren't great when she's talking to Jean but there are some pieces of dialogue in here that I really love my favorite piece of the whole movie is in that scene that you were just talking about where they're in Central Park getting ready to you know have a face off and it's in the trailer. Uh, Magneto goes, you're always sorry, Charles. And there's always a speech and nobody cares anymore. So good. I just, I just love that bit of dialogue and the way he delivers it. So great. I think one of my other favorite bits of this movie was the face off between Jean and, um, Magneto, Eric with the helicopter. Yeah. He's, he's trying to save the people on the helicopter and she's trying to bring it down. And he, Michael Fassbender, man, whatever he is in, he is giving it 100%. Um, sometimes his accent slips, but I, I never think that he's just phoning it in. No. And he's really giving it yes. his all in that scene. You could really feel... You know, because really, sometimes um, I'll step back and I'll take a look at what's happening on screen, and really what it is is just someone's acting like they're doing a thing. Yeah. Like... There's, I think, there was one scene where two people are trying to have a, a, mind battle, and really, if you just took all the music out and just had them in a room, it'd just be like they're just staring at each other real hard.
1: <laughs> a third person looking would just be like, "What's, what are you doing?"
0: Right. But now? yeah, so literally, neither character is doing anything physically, but. It's all um, body stance and and posture and and energy, and it, it just what he does is so great in that scene. I was just like, give me chills a little bit.
1: It was um, I loved, I actually loved that scene a lot. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it back up. Um, the also too, just the way that that scene escalates too, like the dichotomy of of this former killer, yeah, who was ready to fight, but then as soon as Jean Grey comes into the picture just like no no you're gonna yeah. ruin everything yeah and has to like stop her from escalating it I, was, lo- I love I love that was a too
0: really really good it was a good spot I don't know if it was called Genosha but basically yeah. it was an island that Magneto had was given by the government what uh to house um mutants yeah and they were just living out there in peace um and, which I thought was really cool, and I, I like that that development for that character.
1: Yeah, and they also they allude to that to him kind of controlling this this underground railroad system of let's call them Morlocks mm-hmm. that just have eyes everywhere yeah. and help mutants get out of anywhere they need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I was happy with the way that this. It wasn't perfect, but my expectations were so low for the storytelling, the direction, and. I was like, wow, this is competent. This you know, is pretty well done.
0: The more we think, the more I'm reminded of Wonder Woman in that I watched most of that film going, man, this is really solid. This is really good. I'm really on board. You know, And I went into both of these films, both X-Men and Wonder Woman, having been burned time and time again mm. from their perspective, their respective uh, properties. So all the DC movies I had gone and walked out of like, ah, jeez," And then I went into Wonder Woman and was pleasantly surprised. Same here. But I think that both kind of fall apart as far as my interest is concerned with their third acts um, we, we had um, was it Ares yeah, in Wonder maybe,
1: Woman maybe it's the villain cool, the mustache I, guy I don't think the third act falls apart in this but I do think it falls
0: apart I don't think structurally it doesn't fall apart yeah. as far as my uh, involvement in the third act is concerned I don't like this character this Jessica Chastain character Who's I don't even know her name she has no name right there you go well, she has no name. She's just the Dabari. Right. Yeah. You're getting to it. Yeah. They um, maybe so, she doesn't
1: have a name.
0: I'm just saying. You don't know their culture. There's nothing for me to connect to. I don't... My favorite Marvel um, villains are the ones that I can relate to and I understand their motivations mm-hmm. and they don't think they're the bad guys and there's a part of me that thinks, well, they're maybe they're not really all that bad. Maybe they're just trying to do A, B, and C. But I have no emotional connection with these nameless, formless aliens. They're just, you know, it's like watching a zombie movie uh, and all these zombies are just coming and coming and coming and you're just blowing them down.
1: You know what, though? Excellent comparison. Um, And the reasons why zombie movies work is because it's not the villains. Mm. It's the it's the 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 relationships between the characters and that um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where people are fighting uh, conflict.
0: It's conflict. that conflict. Yeah, there you go.
1: I don't want you to edit that out. I think that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> and um, that conflict that matters the most. And honestly, that's even though I completely agree with you that they're faceless, nameless, nothing. It didn't bother me because it wasn't that it wasn't the conflict of the relationship that I
0: cared about. But that's that's I think my problem is that it's so the last act is so dependent upon that. Those villains, mm. I wanted way more emotional battle between the the people we like, and you know Jean Grey and how you know how she's murdered these people by accident, uh, she's lost a grip, um, and also she feels betrayed by Professor Xavier, and there's just so much room there for emotional engagement. Yeah, and, and I realize you want to make an action movie, and it should be an action movie. But it just um, yeah, fell flat for me in, in those those regards. But I, the first two thirds of the movie, I think, are just so much fun.
1: Yeah. No, I was I was I was expecting to dislike this. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy to be wrong. Very happy to be wrong. Oh, hey, I do want to take a second and talk about how much I liked the score. Mm-hmm. which um, we had to look it up. I was like, who did this score? It's actually it's actually really good. I, I like it a lot. There's no, there's no bombastic themes, but it's mm-hmm. like a really, really good pace. It reminded me of um, the score for Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm. So I was like, hey, maybe it's Henry Jackman or somebody like Tyler Bates or somebody like that. It's Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Hans Zimmer did the score for this movie. And I was like, wow. I did not expect that.
0: So I don't generally, and I'm sure if I've said this time and time again on the podcast, I don't generally notice a score unless it's really, really good or really really bad and i guess that means that this is serviceable right probably it, it got yeah. me it got me where i was in into uh into the the film itself uh there was a period of time in this that i actually took note and i went oh you know this piece of music right here if i had it to listen to i would listen to it mm-hmm. but that's literally all the thought i gave to the score
1: it so, did its job
0: yeah, I think uh, I I, if you pick it up, I'll listen to your copy. I,
1: I will, I, you know what? I think when it's released on digital, yeah, I'll will, look it up I'll on Spotify. I'll check it out because it's not out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, all right. Uh, uh, is there anything after the credits? We don't know. We left.
0: I was too grumpy. Um, and I actually had a, a bit of a confrontation with the person behind me because uh, a friend of mine, I didn't realize, a friend of mine was sitting behind me, sitting right next to the person. And I guess this person who was annoying the crap out of me was their friend. And uh, I literally had to say to him, uh, oh, were you the one talking throughout the whole movie? And he went, (laughs) (laughs) and I said, no, it's obnoxious. It's not funny. And then I addressed my friend. Oh, what did you think of the movie? (laughs) Um, So I was just so grumpy. I didn't want to sit there and chat and talk like we usually do. I just wanted to get out of there. I was so annoyed.
1: So so I think that everyone is going, I think there's going to be a very large contingent of people who. Want this to be bad, and will project that on top of it. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, the the guy who was sitting behind you—it's as if we were so far apart, but you could hear more of him than I could. Mm -hmm. He kept laughing at parts that weren't funny, as if he was like, "Oh, look how bad this is." And I was like, "Nothing bad is happening right now." It's not
1: bad at all. There was um, (laughs) the dianetics joke was terrible.
0: Yeah, that was my guy, wasn't it? Yeah, but still, it was—they
1: were just like riffing off of each other, of like, "Look how bad these special effects are." And I'm thinking, like, the
0: special effects were pretty fine. Actually, they're
1: they're not bad. They're actually, they're actually more than serviceable. They're pretty yeah. good. Um, I don't. I, that's, that's what makes me think it too. It's like they're, people are going in there ex- wanting a bad movie and yeah. it's not going to give that, so they're going to just throw it on it. Yeah. It's just fine.
0: Yeah, he was like finding, and I was he was pretending there were things to make fun of in this movie. And there, there yeah, really oh yeah, wasn't and, and anything at the end too he was just
1: like, that's as bad as Fantastic Four. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's like no, Not it's, even a little bit. No. like that's a, That really is a bad movie. This mm-hmm. was not that bad at all. Yeah, it's, I, I didn't I that's that kind of notion or or hater culture just it's gonna a, it annoys me. It makes me sad. It's not gonna make money and there's no there's no chance for a sequel. It's mm. fine Be an asshole, but it doesn't Here here's, here's
0: it. the thing. Like I don't even I'm not even looking forward to the Marvel version of this. Yeah, I don't I, care. I, they're gonna make X new X-Men movies and they're gonna reboot from scratch, which is a shame because I think that the cast that they have now is so good. Michael yeah. Fassbender and
1: James McAvoy are
0: so good. I love watching the two of them in a scene together. I just enjoy them. Um oh. so I'm kind of sad that they're going to recast them.
1: Did you know what? I didn't even realize it until we sat down and like looked at the cast list how quickly they sidelined Evan Peters. Who's that? Quicksilver?
0: Oh my god, yeah. But, but I was, didn't even yeah, but the, was in the I, movie for like a minute.
1: I didn't realize it after the movie mm-hmm. that like, oh shit, he wasn't around at the end at all. Yeah. Like they took him out and we're dead.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so let's do a quick, quick rating yeah. of
1: all of the X films. There are how many? Well, hang. On. Do you want to rate this one specially and then rank
0: them? Oh, rate um,
1: it. It's on its own, on its own merits. Out of what? Five. Five,
0: five out of out optic of, blasts. I was gonna say five <laughs> uh, mutated genes, but all right, oh, uh, five optic blasts. Um, I give this three and a half optic blasts.
1: I think I'm gonna. I. I mean, I want it. Your your number makes me want to rethink mine,
0: because well I should also say that none of these X Men movies have five optic blasts for me, none of these are perfect X Men films for me. I one's so perfect. So even the for me. best one would be like four and a half maybe.
1: One's perfect for me. One oh, of great. them is perfect for me. So, so what are you giving this one? Three.
0: Three. Okay. So my list, and I think I think we're pretty much on on par here. We right?
1: swap one of them.
0: Yeah. So the very first one would be
1: First Class. First Class. X Men First my Class one. is The best it's movie. So that's good. It's Five, yeah. blasts.
0: Um, and then I would do X two. two. I agree with that. Then I would do. Oh wait, we oh, What's the next one? I forgot one.
1: Sam, oh. Sam's
0: creeping by. It's really cute. Um, D- X two, then.
1: Wait. Okay. So it's first class X. Oh, the first one X Men. X one. Yeah.
0: As the kids say.
1: Yeah, it's uh, first class. X2, X two, X
0: one, Days of Future Past.
1: Days of Future Past. But for me, I'm but gonna the make rogue it a, cut. the road cut. Yeah, the original one's pretty terrible. But I agree, but the, the road cut, cut is so better. much better.
0: And then, for me, it would be X three, and then Apocalypse.
1: So for me, well, are we doing this one?
0: Oh shit! Yeah, right rogue after, rogue. right
1: after uh, Days of Future Past. Road cut. It's this Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And then for me, last. Last Stand and then Apocalypse. We have yeah. the same list, dude. Did Apocalypse have- is the worst. Last Stand is a little bit better. Yeah. You know what? I
0: think I like this more than. That's what I'm Days thinking. of Future Past. I think I like it more than Days of Future Past too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm thinking too.
1: All right, guys. This is the best. This is the best movie since First Class. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you. I hope you like it and don't willfully go and hate
0: it. I have to. I got to rewatch Days of Future Past because I remember actually not hating that movie.
1: I. I was more. Like, I was fine with it, and then I realized there was absolutely no point in Wolverine being there, because mm. he was ineffectual throughout the yeah. whole movie. He was just a, he was a passive observer, so I'm like, why is this even a thing? And then it stopped making sense, because there was no rules to their time travel.
0: I gotta stop and you then- there. I gotta stop you there. I just, something just occurred to me what was that? about this movie and about this franchise. They make such a big deal about Mystique and her characterization and how she believes 100% that she does she should not have to look like Jennifer Lawrence or Rebecca Romaine. She, in a perfect world, should be able to walk around with her blue skin and red hair and not have to look normal, quote-unquote normal. Mm-hmm. But because Jennifer Lawrence is in this movie, these movies... She looks like Jennifer Lawrence for most of the movies. Wait, not in this one. She's only Jennifer Lawrence once. Twice. She's Jennifer Lawrence twice. There's no reason for her to be Jennifer Lawrence at all. But there, there's no reason. At, at any mean, of those points in this movie, was there a reason for her to be Jennifer Lawrence?
1: Other than the fact that she was conditioned for like 35 years to hide? I I, I took it as like a reflex, nah, her, because both her and Beast kind of go back when they're just alone together or when they're in front of other people. However, when they're out on missions, they're both fully blue. All right. So I took it as just like a, their thing. Okay. Also, I don't think the actors want to be in full makeup. That's the, the problem
0: time. though. You're signing up to be a uh, blue person.
1: I, you know, that's what of frustrates the me. makeup though. Her makeup was like the best, this one yeah. that it's ever been like the way that they put texture on her face. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah, it was, it was textured like, a, and it was almost like an aging. Eyes look good. Uh, also yeah. too. um, beast they aged him in his mm-hmm. beast form which was really cool yeah.
0: even though he was like 15 in regular form mm-hmm. when he beasted up he, the, he had like lines bolt. on his face yeah, so it was yeah. nice um maybe it's part of their mutation oh, the, sure? the, honestly
1: it doesn't doesn't account for how great xavier looks at 60
0: <laughs> uh, <it's ridiculous.
1: laughs> uh we don't know if there's anything after the credits um, left. i can't imagine there is because there's really well, nothing what the to fuck tease they put at the end of the credits there's yeah. nothing to tease
0: um all right so anything, any final words?
1: I'm uh, good. No, I, I honestly, I think if you were at all kind of interested in this franchise, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. It was, Me, yeah, it was I a agree. decent flick. I agree. I and, will. And it feels I will good watch this it's again. Going
0: out on a on a I don't want to say a high note, but it, it's definitely not a low note
1: instead of ending on a whimper. It yeah. ends on like a ah! Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ah! All right. If you guys have any uh, comments you want to say uh, you want to share with us. Please email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail on cultpopgo.com. You could tweet at me, at JD's Hero Complex. You could tweet at Noel, at...
1: Mr. Bartocci. Yeah. M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I. Uh,
0: thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Bye! Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our
1: shows, including the Cannibal HorrorCast. Where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyonk, PA.
0: Yeah. <laughs>